With us today is Steve Cates, otherwise known as Dr. Sky, to tell us what the heck is going up on uh, out there in the yonder. Uh, Steve Cates, uh, uh, welcome to Sunday morning. Uh, what interesting stories do you have for us today? Well, good morning, John. Always jam-packed information here as we welcome all you and your listeners on this Sunday morning. It's been reported by the news services around the world, hopefully they're credible in this case, talking about the hottest day ever on Earth since 1979, and some in this particular article claim over 125,000 years. What's the story? According to the U.S. National Centers for Environmental Protection, they're saying that the average global temperature reached on July 4th, 62.92 degrees Fahrenheit, that beats the old number of 62.46 degrees Fahrenheit. And they're blaming it on a return of El Nino, which, John, as many people may not know, traps heat into the Earth's atmosphere. But 57 million people are still under this dangerous heat that began just before July the 4th. But it's interesting because we don't really know what the true story is here. And I always have some skeptical uh, analysis on this. As a science person, I've always talked about the fact that volcanoes seem to admit so much carbon dioxide into the Earth's atmosphere over the millennia. But according to other sources, they say that human CO2 production is 60 times that of what volcanoes produce. But remember, volcanoes produce sulfur dioxide, which also lingers in the atmosphere. So yes, John, uh, it is getting warmer. But do we really know the real culprit? And so many people are just so dead set on saying that it's the human side. What say you about this? Because it's quite controversial. Well, I mean, uh, the sun had a few interesting uh, moments the last uh, uh, few months. Uh, uh, they had sunbursts. What did, you tell us what they had. Well, the sun is going through cycle 25, John. And what's that? This sunspot cycle is producing more solar flares. Just a few days ago, we had what's called an X1 solar flare. That's the highest level if you're looking at like 1 through 10. You're talking about something that's up in the 8 and 9 category on the all-time high. So the sun is pouring out so many protons, so much energy as we go through this solar cycle. But going back to the temperature change here, you know, if you didn't study this, and we all, of course, want to, many people are just so simply able to believe that it's just human cause and, of course, nobody wants to pollute. But the reality is there's so much that we don't know, John, about the solar cycles, about how they affect the Earth. But I'm interested in even discussing more about these volcanoes because we had one back in 2022 in January called the Hunga Tonga Submarine Volcano, hard to say twice, where it literally detonated an explosion from under the ocean that was over a 10 megaton effect as if it was a nuclear bomb. But that sent shockwaves around the Earth, disrupted satellites, and even today put so much uh, debris, if we want to call it, up into the atmosphere. So again, this is a very controversial subject because the U.N. says that they want to keep that temperature rise at least no higher than 1.5 degrees centigrade over a measured period of time. So the bottom line, John, is I don't think we really know, and I hope that people are open to debate on this subject, because unfortunately in today's world, you and I both agree that the art of debate is becoming demonized just because somebody doesn't believe one side, they should still have the ability to express their opinion, correct? Correct. And everybody should keep an open mind uh, because uh, there's a lot of moving objects. And uh, whether it's the sun causing it or whether it's mm -hmm. the earth uh, causing it, uh, our creator, whoever created us, whoever created our planet, 
I think they have a lot of checks and balances built in. Absolutely. And the story goes on. But, John, if we now move out into the deep part of the cosmos, let's go 10 billion light years away. Astronomers are saying that they found a dormant black hole, which mysteriously came alive. Now, I find that amazing because black holes, as we know, nothing escapes. All radiation, energy, and heat gets pulled into it. So here's this object with a fancy name. It's called J221951. It's a black hole 10 billion light years away, and they're starting to notice that it's flaring up in certain regions of the black hole as if they can see it. What's probably causing it? Well, they're thinking that stars, actually, they eat stars, these supermassive black holes. And when one gets too close to the outer edge of the black hole, they call it an accretion disk. They're saying that this could be the cause. And they have a new term now for this phenomenon. So if a star gets eaten by a black hole, they're calling it a kilo nova, which is really off the charts. So as we explore the universe, John, every day, I mean, look how many stories we see both on the Internet and on the mainstream media. There's so many stories filling our minds, and the whole purpose, what, is to keep our minds open and expand them. But here's one we call the mystery of the and, week. And I, I tell you, I, I think uh, I, I have so many facts going through my mind, I, I feel yeah. like my brain's going to explode one of these days. <laughs> well, what else, the, what else for this Sunday morning? Well, John, we always go to the mystery of the week, and here's one that's really strange. UFO researcher in Italy, Roberto Pignati, he claims that in discussions with high-level Italian military individuals, he claims that back their story is, back on June 13, 1933, there was a crash and a recovery of an unidentified object, meaning a UFO, like a spacecraft, in an area near Milan known as the city of Magenta. And he has all these documents that were passed on to him from previous people who wanted to keep this ultra-secret. And the story goes on. It says that this project in Italy called RS-33 was trying to be, you know, kept so secret that even get a load of this. Benito Mussolini got involved in this, as they say in this document, whether true or not. So it wasn't Truman that was the first president or first high-level individual like he got involved allegedly with Roswell. But that, John, even the Vatican got involved in this. And the end story is that the U.S. military actually recovered this particular craft so how many of these craft uh, alleged recoveries do we have, John? The story goes on. More and more people are telling us this. But, John, we need the proof, as you know. Uh, absolutely. And uh, whether it's Roswell, whether it's uh, uh, Venezuela or uh, Peru, I mean, one of these days we're going to find out the truth. What did you hear? Have you heard anything about uh, the rover on Mars is back on the move again? Well, John, this is interesting. The Perseverance rover, just on June the 23rd, took a most incredible image. It actually imaged what's something that looks like a rock with a hole in it, like a donut lying on the surface of Mars. And upon further inspection, the astronomers and space scientists, they're only guessing, but they're pretty good at guessing. They think it's actually remnants of a meteorite that crashed on the surface of Mars. But if we go to the other side of the equation... Who knows? Maybe it's a remnant of something that we have no idea what it is because the rover obviously can't do too much to it. It can look at it, take pictures of it, maybe nudge it. But more than likely, from the astronomy side, I think it's a remnant of an asteroid. And somehow it got a hole burnt into the center of it. But these, these asteroids, John, and these meteorites, they, they dominate the world. But remember, on Mars, the surface gravity is way less than that of the Earth. 
So the probability of more of these meteorites on the surface of Mars, they probably lie in a higher percentile than they do here on the Earth because Mars is thin atmosphere, which is really amazing. But, John, we always end off with what people can actually see in the sky. And as we move into summer, don't forget, this is a season for satellites. And you can go out any clear night. And if you go to this website, heavens-above.com, we love it. You can find the times wherever you live, plug your city in. You can see the ISS, the space station, the Chinese space station, the Hubble Space Telescope. And here's a final treat. If you look into the east-southeast on a clear night as the moon starts to fade away, no moonlight, there are three stars called the Summer Triangle. They're the star Vega, the star Altair, and the star Deneb. And you can actually see it on a star chart. And it's beautiful, John, because it's a symbolic time for summer. A time for what? To refresh our minds, to re-energize our bodies, and as we always say on your show, expand people's minds as they hopefully go to wabcradio.com for more from our Dr. Sky experience. Always a privilege and honor, John, being with you on the Cats Roundtable on Sunday mornings. Well, thank you, Steve Cates, and look, uh, look forward to catching up again real soon, and hopefully we'll find out someday what the truth is, and um, I really look forward to that day. Thank you. We'll keep on pursuing that topic, John, to try to get answers. Have a good one. God bless. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.